0: All right, Welcome to Great Garage Pablo Co. Jason Friedmore, presented by Bike911.com. And no time to waste because MotoGP is a matter of hours away, Jason. You're fresh back from Chuck Walla Valley Raceway, though. How did the weekend go overall? We're going to talk about more detail later, but how'd it go?
1: Yeah, it's good. Just happy to be. Uh, man, I'll tell you, the last two weeks, Greg, and I don't know what it was, but people have been coming up and they've been telling me, man, I'm really enjoying the podcasts and been driving and this, that. And I'm thinking to myself, for me personally, my energy level has sucked the last two times we've done our podcast because you and I have both been running pretty hard. And I woke up this morning thinking, man, I got to be at the track this week, and and I don't. <laughs> so I've actually got a week to where, yeah, I'm kind of off. I've just got a bunch of calls I got to make, but I got a week where I can kind of relax before we head to Daytona.
0: It's perfect, though, because then you can at least, you know, focus in on what's going to happen MotoGP
1: this weekend, too. Well, no, yeah, exactly. I'm excited about today's podcast. I'm headed. It's great because we got racing starting and now it's going to kick off. And I mean, we're already March 2nd. Two months have flown by. Um, You know, we got our fantasy league that I'm already getting razzed on (laughs) from people. And um, yeah, I'm excited about just, I'm just excited about the first round of MotoGP. I know we're going to be discussing that. Chuck Walla was really, really good. Um, so, all
0: right, let's just get into it. So yeah. in this
1: week's pod, obviously we're going to talk about MotoGP.
0: Be, you know, we're going to talk MotoGP fantasy, like Jason said. We're also going to mm-hmm. talk Supercross from Dallas, uh, and that embarrassment in um, fantasy is it was a triple crown, and I did not know that. And then of course we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk a Ryan news. Uh, if you want to support us, patreoncom TV. If you like the podcast and want to donate a little bit, go ahead. As the season goes on, we'll definitely have some more content for you. Also. Uh, link in the description uh, for that Patreon page, uh, YouTube, Greg's Garage TV, and all that good stuff. So, Jay, let's get right into news presented by Arai. See? See, doing it two weeks in a row, I don't have the volume down, and it's, it's all the way <laughs> up. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did that. miss a week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, hey, avoiding impact energy intrusion by glancing or sliding off surfaces and obstacles is a key role of helmet shell requiring a strong smooth shell for this purpose hand handcrafts each shell to be as strong and light as possible with a high fiber to resin ratio of proprietary super fiber and z resin however this process leaves a rough surface which requires many steps to prepare it for a beautifully smooth surface without adding extra weight even though invisible these details improve protection that's awry's obsession check out awryamericas.com pick what you like head down to your local dealer for fitment and grab a new lid Alright, America's All right, Jay, why don't we start the news segment out by talking about Chuck What happened? How many Moto America racers were there? What did you see? Do you want to talk results? I know that like the the big prestigious race, Michael Gilbert with his number
1: one plate ended up checking out from what I yeah. heard. Yeah. He's got he's on his new Suzuki and uh they were trying some new stuff this weekend. They got the bike before last month, so he ended up beating Dave Anthony, and uh, it was great. Brandon Posh was out there on the Alta Spike, uh, getting his first little taste of that team, that bike, and everything else. That team makes the big drive. Where are they at, Greg? Oklahoma? Oh, I think so. Yeah, Oklahoma. They make the drive out every month, man. So full props to them. Uh, and you know, it's great having a place like Chuck to be able to come out and test yourself in the winter, because Kayla Yakov was there. Um, uh, she she was ripping, Greg. She's doing really well. So her and Owen Williams had a great battle in the in the Junior Cup kind of classes. And uh, Jarrett Nasaney was came out also with with Alta. So the whole team came out. Uh, Posh was third um, in the big bike race, and then in the six hundred shootout. I mean, it's it's wild. But um, Rocco Landers was there. Um, Sam Lockoff was there. Then you get your like Thermiotis and Zaragoza, both Moto America guys. But Chad Lewin, to be fair, is is on another level right now um, out there. Now, I don't know the levels of equipment that everybody's on. I know that, that everybody's on. It seems like they're all on just normal super sport built bikes, but uh, which is what's legal right now. Uh, they've adopted the Moto America rules from this last year. So moving forward, going into September, I don't know what that means for that class because uh, Chuck Wallace. Oh, that's right. So,
0: so the Chuck Wallace yeah. series started really in what? November or December or October? No, it or October, started maybe? in Octo- uh, September, I believe. September. September, yeah, okay. So so they're not <laughs> saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I got And what you.
1: they did, what they did, Greg, is they adopted stock 1,000 rules for the shootout. They adopted the super sport rules for 600 and, and same for the Twins, uh, Junior Cup, right? So um, they adopted all the Motor America rules. So there's a park fermi afterwards and podium and all that, which is great. Um, so moving forward, going into next year, I don't know what's happening. But Chad Lewin, uh, right now out there, I mean, Greg, he's, they're, they're rolling around at low 46s on 600s, which is really fast, but Sheesh. he just has the measure of those guys on the opening lap. The opening lap, he's pulling out a second, second and a half um, on the opening lap, and then just running consistent times. It's probably the happiest I've ever seen him on a bike, so uh, I haven't wanted to uh, get to... Did you
0: get a chance to talk to him? Is he planning on coming doing Moto America he stuff, is. or is uh, he just...
1: He told me he's not doing Daytona, but he's on he's going to... They're going to have some bike builds. I and I believe Gary Dean is doing his stuff. Don't know that for a fact, but but Chad looks really happy on a 600. Looks like um, I think we've all known that he's had that potential for a long, long time. It's just being able to get everything around you and get your head right and all that stuff. So uh, you know, I think Chad will be somebody that we'll see. He won't obviously, like I said, he won't be at the 200, as you know, Greg. That takes up a lot of budget for a lot of people. Oh boy. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, you're going to be seeing you'll be seeing him in Atlanta, I believe. So I'm I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, and for people
0: out there, the Daytona 200 is not part of the Moto America series itself. So there are two classes, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later that are going to be running at Daytona that are points-paying rounds for the Auto Parts for Less Moto America series. But the Daytona 200 is like a one-off race. It's you know, and it's not in the championship or anything else. So it's not a requirement for anybody to do it in terms of a points championship. So. That's kind of one of those situations where it's like, all right. It, listen, if you if you need to wait till when is Road Atlanta J the second, third week of April? I oh, think man. the third week. I was of looking the- it up
1: last night because we got to start talking plane tickets and hotels and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, for those. Yeah. So, yeah, with you, it's it's going to
0: get here quickly. And uh, David Anthony, right, finished uh, second. Did you get a chance to talk to
1: him? Is he coming back? Moto America, race I actually didn't. I know he was kind of retired. I didn't talk to him. I didn't speak to him. I, I saw him. I said hi to him and all that, but we didn't really talk about. Getting on to uh, to Moto America stuff, but I will see him again. So I'll, or I'll talk to him before then and kind of find out. But um, it'll be yeah. fun to see who actually makes it to Daytona.
0: Who doesn't necessarily have to be to Daytona, you know? Right. Like I know that like Chuck Chiquetto from Westby Racing is coming down to Daytona because. Actually, Ed Sullivan, his crew chief, yeah. is actually racing in the Twins Cup class, mm. and Chuck has a lot to do with Yamaha's R7 program. Is that where Ed's going to be? Because he was in he was in the 200 last year. rides really He rides amazing. He rides really well. So yeah, he's there to get on that built um, R7, which you know, from what I'm told, these R7s now are making somewhere around 30 horsepower more than the stock R7s are. And, uh, because really, if you look at the Twins Cup class for America, Jay, it's, it's basically Superbike. I mean, you can actually do more in Twins than you can in Superbike at this point. So, um, yeah, Sullivan's going to be down there riding. I and use my dark Chuckle horse. Down there. Ed,
1: Ed's my dark horse. Seriously, Ed, he can... He, he'd be the, he'd be the guy on, if you were a gambling person, he'd be the guy that would have the high odds at the bottom and <laughs> if you'd you, be like... If if you were a gambling
0: yeah, person. I'm not, yeah. so, no. but I
1: mean, the thing is, not at all, the thing is, is, um... <clears throat> I didn't ed qualify in like the top 10 last year I d- and t- 200. Yeah, I did, dude. It's gonna yeah. be so sick. And if Chuck's so Chuck's built this R7, though, correct? Correct. Oh, I mean, ed, Ed's as Ed's, Ed's at best. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's 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 gonna be mixing, he's gonna miss mix it up with those kids. That'll be fun to watch. So, I <clears throat> obviously when we go full Moto America
0: racing yeah you know Chuck Chiquetto, and and Wesley like that's his his program right the semi the whole thing but that bike's going to be around I think the r7's going to be around Jay and Chuck told me to tell you if there's ever an opportunity where you want to ride that r7 oh yeah you can have at it 100%. Yeah, I, I weigh 193 million pounds so yeah I'd, I'd look great on that thing no but it's still no 100 hey, horsepower I, I rode the stock one with all the stamboli stuff on it remember yeah At i would do Grainer. it i would do it
1: yeah it'd be fun and
0: uh man it was it's it, just in stock trim with you know all the, the the attack rear sets and all that stuff it was it was so much fun i'm like
1: you kidding me give me 30 more horsepower i'm in yeah no i i would be yeah i, I mean you know anything chuck builds i'd be into uh jumping swinging a leg over for sure from that team and that's going to be fun for those guys it'll be good seeing them down there and what happens when ed what happens when ed leaves daytona with the points lead though what are they going to do <laughs> that, <that's>, I, <laughs> maybe you gotta maybe you gotta pose that it's question a doubleheader,
0: so i mean it could be a, hey, yeah it could be a 10 point happen. lead right Yeah, anything can happen but, <laughs> that's yeah. i gotta ask chuck about that yeah. next time chuck, um, what are you going to do when Ed of, leaves
1: and when is leading the championship
0: yeah, speaking of that stuff, 2019 <laughs> Super Sport Champ Bobby Fong's going to race the Mission King of the Baggers class at select 2022 events. So he's going to ride an SDI Racing Roland Sands Design Factory SNS built Challenger, the Indian Challenger. And he's going to race the doubleheader at Daytona. And then, according to Moto America's website, Fong's going to race Road Atlanta doubleheader and Laguna Seca as well, uh, or Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta, whatever, you know, Weathertech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Um, and of course, Fong racing—that'll make Jeff White happy. So, what do you think about Fong? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but Bobby is now the road race rep for Alpine Stars, so he's got a full-time job. But I talked to Heath Coffrin, who over at Alpine Stars, and he's just like, "Dude, we I love the fact that Bobby's going to be racing." You know? Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a guy I'm talking to who's never actually had to get a job, but yeah, yeah, right. Well. I gotta be honest
1: when I read this, okay? Oh, thank God you're gonna be honest now because you're such a liar. I mean, it hurts my heart a little bit that Bobby's not <laughs> oh, on yeah. something more competitive in in our in other classes. It's true. Like, where has he not deserved the opportunity at least, okay? Like, every writer's got their quirks. Every writer's got their whatever it is. I don't know. But more than anything, Bobby doesn't have the money to bring behind him. So there's a list of writers now that you can look at. And, I know these guys are getting paid to ride the baggers, man. That is awesome. I'm super pumped for that. I think it's great that we have that that channel that's coming in. I mean, that class is going to be really fun to watch um, when we get down to Daytona. I'm hoping that they just um, that they all make it around there. It seems like a lot of RPM for those bikes. So mm-hmm. I think some of the factory bikes, like you look at the bikes that are really going to be put together, that are used to kind of the stresses of Daytona, like. Some of the technicians and stuff that have been down to Daytona before understand the stresses that those motors are under. I'm just worried about some of the other bikes. But Bobby Fong, that guy deserves to be on a super bike, or at the very least, a very, very, very good super sport bike. Um, but again, kind of rares its head, doesn't it, Greg? If you don't have the don't have the money, then you can't necessarily go and do something. I mean. There's two or three guys in that bus and that in that boat that I look at this year going into 2022, and it bums me out a little bit. Yeah, plus you know I
0: think racing in general can be very much like all right, who's the next, who's the next rider, guy or girl Mm. doesn't matter, who's the next person, who's the next person, and I think that people are still trying to find their feet in terms of budgets and things. So there are those classes like like Junior Cup and like Twins, even though you can spend a lot of money on a, on a twin bike, I guess. You're still not going to spend 250 grand like you would on a super bike. So I, I still think Correct. that we have teams that are figuring it out, how to go racing on the regular and be competitive. And then the next step is going to be, okay, how do we step up the program and we race super sport? Or how do we step up the program and race super bikes? So we, you So know, we still are in a situation where, there are more rides than there are really talented riders at this point. I mean, there are less rides, yes, yes. than there are talented riders at I knew this what point. You meant. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Bobby, and I agree with you. I it's think, fortunate and unfortunate. Like, I'm super pumped that Bobby's going to be there. He needs to be showing up with his leathers. Um, but this guy's won super bike races. Well, I'd love to see him on a stock
0: thousand too. You know, like like I think he yeah. could really, and I don't know if that's even possible. If it's that if class is going to just be a,
1: insane this year, like. I'm looking forward to getting our first entry list to that for when we you know our like our pre-Atlanta show. Um, It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like the the list of riders that are gonna be in that and manufacturers because I think that we're gonna have a couple other manufacturers this year that are really gonna kind of show their show their uh, their 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 bikes and I think um, some people are jumping in. But I'm happy for Bobby. I'd love to have Bobby on the show um, at some point during the year, but. And just kind of, t- yeah, I want him to get Daytona under his belt, and I'd love yes. to talk to him
0: about what he thinks about the bagger. That's a great idea. And he and probably hasn't Daytona, it yet, huh? He probably hasn't ridden it yet. That I, I don't know. I know Jeremy yeah. McWilliams is in, yeah, and I he has ridden it. He tested, yeah. he tested it. Uh, you know, Jennings a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was texting with him. But uh, speaking of that, let's get to the entry list for the Daytona 200, which of course is the. Next Generation Supersport Class. Now, we will dive more into what the Daytona 200 is, some of the rules and all this kind of stuff next week, because next week will be um, Daytona Supercross, we'll talk MotoGP, and then we'll talk Daytona 200 uh, as, as we get closer. But I did want to highlight some things. So um, in the field, Jason, are three past winners of the Daytona 200. Of course, Brandon Posh, who won it last year, is back. He's on a TOBC uh, Triumph Street Triple. A motorcycle he's familiar with. He was on that bike last year in BSB. Uh Josh Heron, who won it Jay uh, you know what? When did Josh Heron win the Daytona two hundred Jason? I couldn't even stretch
1: your I couldn't tell you, dude. Honestly, I have not a clue. Was it 12? I'm ninety
0: nine percent sure it was two thousand ten. Ten yeah. sure it was two thousand ten. And no then, of course, idea. you have um, Danny Eslick in there, who's won it four times. And if he could win it again, he would tie Miguel Duhamel and Mr. Daytona Scott Russell for, for amount of all-time wins at the Daytona 200. Uh, also, we have some notables, Jason. Um, Josh Hayes, that old man's coming back to race. God only knows why. Kevin Olmedo is in the mix. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I know. That's nice. Of course, nice. The, guys, the guys you would expect to be in there, Sam Lockoff uh Hayden Gillum is back in the mix on a Suzuki 600 Jeff May Chris Paris some of these regulars but Jason some notables and H- Hayes is probably a notable since he hasn't raced it in oh, a while you, really you think he's a notable four-time superbike champ maybe well he won the 200 but then he got disqualified remember but that's that's not his fault he didn't build the crank anyway I forget um, about it I when was that 2000 don't quote me Josh 2007 maybe eight like Josh listens because to this so yeah huh because they they handed it over to
1: who ended up getting i do it's so crazy it was either rap it
0: was it was either rap or it was um Chaz davis i think rap won, won it, it on Ta- his own. attack won it S- steve won yeah, it, on so his own. I, I, it was, I remember that because i was th- freaking the last so i think few it was Chaz. i think it was Chaz because i was actually in irvine at the old kawasaki building when they did the like the the rider or the it was kind of like a team intro thing. Okay. Where they had like to, to the whole company. And um Kawasaki had taken a Honda crank and put it on a display and gave it to Richard as like a trophy. Because and anyway, no doesn't way. Matter. No way. Yeah. It's pretty good. Speaking of Stamboli, Attack Performance Yamaha's. So not the superbike program, but attack performance Yamaha R6 is Jake Gagne is going to be there with Cameron Peterson. And in talking to Stamboli over text message, he's been telling me that Cameron Peterson on a superbike has been absolutely ripping. So, Jason, Josh Heron, Ducati, Penagali V2, already tested at Daytona. They had a lot of work to do, but Josh Hayes, Kevin Olmedo, Jake Gagne, Sam Lockoff, right? Yeah. On the Vision Wheel M4X Star Suzuki, Cam Peterson, Richie Escalante, who's also on Vision Wheel M4X Star Suzuki, superbike this year, racing. The GSXR 600. Danny Esla, Caden Gillen, Brandon Posh, Jeff May. And I would even throw Chris Paris in there because he's pretty
1: darn fast. And there's some Sheridan other riders. Mar- Sheridan Marias coming over from Portugal. Great guy. I mean, when you look at this, Greg, we've got people from Prague uh, in Czech Republic. We've got uh, England with the True Love Brothers, I think, coming over. Um, we've got a lot of Canadians that I recognize uh, coming over as well. we got France. Um, we got, I mean, great. Mexico, South Mexico. Africa. I mean, we got it all right now. This is kind of what I think that they were looking for to try to get the field. Now, I'm going to say this and probably get hate, but there's a list of names on here that I'm glad I don't see. I mean, weeding out some of the bikes that are going to be 10 and 12 seconds a lap off the pace and watching what the 200 has been the last few years um I tell you, I can It's barely, it's barely watchable for me. Just be. Don't worry the, about it. From the standpoint you don't have to of worry back about markers. It. I know you're not out right. there. Thank God. So what? No, what Dick. Saying? No, that's oh. not what I'm saying. Oh. Richard, sorry. Sorry, no, Richard. Do you? There guess. is a
0: qualifier. It's a hundred and. Yeah,
1: that's right. And then they're going to have a gonna have another race, right?
0: And they have a consolation Perfect. race. So for anybody who doesn't make the time, and that's where I'm. I'm thinking to myself, man, if Gagne, Josh, Heron, you know, Cameron Peterson. Like, If if there is a drafting train in qualifying, they're going to well, there will be between the 100%. two
1: attack bikes. There'll be a drafting like train that, between those two. Yeah.
0: And, right. But the thing there is- They have the is potential
1: that, to knock a lot of people out of the race, you know? I love what they're doing here, though, because the misnomer to me is that we got to have 80 bikes on the grid or 60 bikes on the grid. You know, when you have a race like this that's 200 miles long, there are so many people, Greg, that do one race a year, and this is it. You know, and they're not fit enough, number one. Uh, they don't have the mental capacity to go 200 miles because it's not something that everybody does all the time. So, when I've watched these races the last few years, these guys are lapping guys so much slower than them. And you get guys drafting four or five bikes drafting, coming up to two or three guys going 10 seconds a lap slower. I mean, last year when we were watching the final, and I believe it was SDK and Posh coming down to the line, if you remember. I remember watching the race with Michael and a couple other guys in one of the garages between stints on the racetrack ourselves. Michael Jordan or Michael Gilbert, and oh, uh, I see. and we were sitting there. And thank you. And we were sitting there. And um, I don't have to mention the last names on this podcast. It's not TV, so just relax there, Baldy. Yes, you so, do because there are people. Up. There are hundreds of thousands up. of new listeners. Uh, hundreds of thousands of new, new listeners. listeners. Yeah, whatever. Ish. 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 So, anyhow, the thing is, is, is. I want to make it. To, I'd rather have a quality field of 40 guys and and make the racing good to where the back markers aren't going to be such a big deal come late in that race. Um, I just I like the direction that the 200 has gone this year. It's going to be really, really interesting. New super sport rules as well. Um, we're getting people from other countries coming in. I like that it's a one off because it shows that a lot of our Moto America teams that maybe can't afford, you know, Daytona costs so much money just to do the one race um that that uh it gives people you know they can or they can't do it depending on their budget and it's not a points paying race so it's not making people come there and do an event that maybe they can't afford right so Mm -hmm. i i I like everything about what's going on right now with this race and and i'm looking forward to calling it i think it's going to be a good one yeah it's going to be fun and look
0: for those regular riders that are fast, the Carl Sultis, Max Angles, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah.
1: Pent Node, whatever. There are plenty of. Do you remember my boy? Really do you remember riders. Nick? Do you remember Do you remember how come I talked about Nick so much last year? Do you remember? Why did you talk about him so well, much? Well, I mean, you just mentioned Nick. I never even met Nick, but you just mentioned his name. Do you remember why yeah. we talked about him so much last year? No. Tell me why. Don't you remember he qualified dead last at Barber in the rain? And, and then in the rain, he and, was up to like sixth. He was Third, killing it oh, though.
0: Yeah, he's killing it, yeah. Do
1: you remember yeah. that? Yeah, it was really yeah of course. That's I the only did. reason I That's know Nick's name. I know name. So, Nick
0: Pettin- yeah. Nude. Good for Patten Nick. Pettinude. I'm glad Nure. he's... I, maybe it'll rain at Daytona. <laughs> he's got Rossi's number. That's a ballsy move, Nick. That's all I'm saying. i <laughs> oh, boy, Nick. That's do a ballsy you got kid. Do it. I would have done at least 146 on that one if you're, you know... That's it. But, you know, we have a friend good. who's a bit of a sick to fan. Um, He just texted me, by the way. Who? Dougie. Dougie fresh. Dougie um, fresh. So 50 riders entered on the list that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if, if they're going to add some or not. I mean, generally they say they don't, but every now and then there's an exception to the rule. But 50 riders, we'll see how many people qualify. We can tell you this, folks, that um, it, keep keep in mind that the Daytona weekend is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday event. Sunday is kind of like a rain day. So midday or eleven something, Jay. I don't know. If yeah, you're 11, 20 or something. Yeah. Jason and I and and Hannah and Jamie, we're going to kick off the Moto America Live Plus coverage for you. Um, so we're going to be doing the faster group of the Daytona two hundred practices. Um, so make sure that you get the Moto America Live Plus app. You can you know download that and then check it out. And by the way, Teague just sent me a screen grab. It is 110%, all right? So 110% of the fastest time in qualifying. If you're doing that time, you are in the Daytona 200. So for all those privateers out there, that's something to keep in mind. But I do love the fact that they do have a consolation race right before do the too. 200. I love so it. So people don't get bounced out and just have to go home.
1: Yeah, it's like... And in the future, maybe they do something where, you know, the first or second place guys of that race, you know, like a last chance qualifier gives you an opportunity to get into the field, uh, like your last, you know, your last chance to do it. So, um, you know, anyways, it, it's, it's, and, and then you you run into that problem of like, oh, a guy missed it by a tenth of a second to get in. Well, maybe you take the first two guys of the LCQ or whatever they want to call it, but they'll figure that out in the, in the future. So, I mean, Jeff May coming back, looks like he's riding for the full year too, but he's going to ride a GSXR um, with M four there at Daytona, um, it and so like there's some guys on here that I mean Anthony Fainy has been around forever, so he's coming back. Um, but yeah, I, I see some names on there and uh, for, that I recognize from the past. But I mean, I'm legit to. It's Jason, it's gonna be we good. could
0: see and we could see six to eight riders in the lead group it's on the be. first before the first pit stop. It's six, you, to, know, did
1: a, you say six to eight? That could
0: be like ten to yeah. twelve. I think there could be. There could be, but you know, sometimes like it's rare because it's like these weird mistakes will happen, you know, and then there're little gaps, and then of course speed differences. That that's this is going to be a huge test for for the FIM as well as Moto America in kind of understanding what these algorithms you know when they take the ducati and they dyno it and then they put it in the wind tunnel and they get these algorithms on speed and then they're going to set these maps that are going to slow these things down or speed these things up or do whatever because the triumph's going to be there it's going to be really telling as to how well those algorithms would work because as you know daytona is just a big dyno man
1: correct it's a big dyno yeah it's just a big dyno and it's uh yeah, it's it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And I know we'll talk about it next week. we got to figure out when we're going to do that. Probably Tuesday or something, I would assume. But I'm flying out Wednesday to get down yeah, there. Yeah, I fly out Wednesday, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so maybe it's Tuesday. Yeah, Monday Tuesday or Tuesday.
0: Morning. We'll have to, yeah, something like that. That will bang it out. But. Um, And then we'll talk about Twins Cup. We'll talk also next week about who's in Mission King of the Baggers. But we will tell you this, 46 in Twins Cup, huge number. Wow, 18 in in King of the Baggers. Then we're going to talk about the Hooligans class, Super Hooligans. 25 riders entered in that that race. So um, that'll be a good time next week. But that is your news presented
1: by Arai. Awesome. Thanks, G-Dub. Well, let's just get right into this, huh? Let's just get right into it. MotoGP from Doha. Some differences though, GW. Normally they're testing you know, the week leading up to Doha. They're testing at Doha. Um, Not going to be the case. All the testing's done. Everything's finished. I think we got about 24 hours or somewhere in and around there until the first session's going to be rolling out in Moto3. Remember Doha, especially out here in California, it's great watching for me because it it falls at a good time. So um, we're going into this season. It seems like it's just the off season went by super quick. I mean, what is your takeaway from testing? Who do you think is going to be there? I mean, well, let, before I do that, let me ask you this yeah, question because we do yeah. talk about it every year.
0: You have raced at Doha in your. Is Doha really like a huge horsepower track as much as we think that that it is? That, that or far, is, straight is away it really is more for of a? Sure. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. is there enough corners and enough corner speed where? we saw Suzuki make some some pretty decent improvements to close the gap to Ducati and to really Aprilia and Honda. I mean, they seem to be kind of close. I mean, Ducati's still a little bit quicker. But the, the, because in this first race, you've got to look at it and say, okay, the one with the most momentum is the same rider that MotoGP has identified in fantasy in terms of having the most budget, which is Pecco bagnaya He comes yeah. away with a lot of momentum. Obviously, the Ducati has made improvements and stuff, Jay. But... You know, there were some standouts in testing. I mean, one of the biggest is Alex Rins. With that said, on the Suzuki, but with that said, I I don't have confidence in Rins doing a race. He's either there and wins, or he's there and he falls down, or he falls off the back or something. I still have more confidence in in Joanne Mir.
1: But... Do you kind of feel like... It's kind of weird, huh? I'm with you, G-Dub, on this. I feel like Rins is... He's got half the foot on the chopping block right now if he doesn't put together a season i mean he's thrown away a lot of races pushing at the front the pushing at the front comes from having a deficit of power i feel like with the suzuki and so he's pushing extra hard rins has managed to figure out a way i mean uh mira's figured out a way to keep the bike up on two wheels during that uh that process so you know it's but rins he's got he's i i feel like you're 100 right you, you, can you trust him you know uh, yeah, that's the thing. It just kind of concerns me. But
0: yeah, if we look at the field, Jason, okay, yeah. talented field, we have what, how many? Five rookies this year as well. We've seen rookies show up and do really well. The problem is is that the rookies that were doing really well are now in their second, third seasons, right? And and they've really established themselves. So it doesn't feel like the rookie class we have is going to make the dent or the impact that we've seen in recent years the rookies have. Mm-hmm. But, Jay, you're talking about, if you remember, Zarco led this championship for a good bit at the beginning of last year. He did. Mark Marquez is back, you know, relatively healthy. Franco Morbidelli on a Yamaha, which honestly looks to be a total pooch at this point, but who knows, you know, is 100% healthy. His knee's better. Mark Marquez, Peco Bagnaya, and... (laughs) I don't know who else you throw in there. Bastianini can show up and have a ripper of a race. It seems like with the gear. Yeah, but now Are he's on just... that
1: new bike. I think he's going to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I right? think he's going to be tough, man. I do. I think that, you know, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be hard this year, Bastianini. I mean, you look at all these Ducatis. If Ducati doesn't win the championship this year. It's. I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, do they? <laughs> they right, they well, have. Give me they, a podium. To
0: give me a podium. Who do you think at the end of the day? Give me one, two, three. What do you
1: think? I think that you're going to see on the podium. Uh, I mean, you cannot, you can't count out Jorge Martin. Um, he did no well kidding. here last year, if you remember. He led nearly the whole. Didn't we do two races here last year? Yes. I think Vinales won one, and, and Quattararo won the other. But when you look at it, it's I, I really do believe it's going to be Bagnaya in there. I, I think the three guys you're seeing on the podium are Bagnaia, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Martin. Ray Martin and um it's either it's kind of a toss-up but I think Marquez will be there in the top three I think those would be my top three in no specific order I just think that you have the you have Miller that's going to be there on the Ducati um he he but he always falls off in in later stages in this race it seems like it's hard for these guys to get a tire underneath them um but those are the three I would think
0: you know Okay? Give me a dark horse, then, who you think is going to podium. Two dark horses who you think could possibly upset the apple cart. Because I agree with you on your podium picks. You? I was going to say the exact same. Uh, I was going to pick an order, which would be like Bagnia, Marquez, and Martine. But with that said, I hate, like your...
1: God, you hate saying dark. Uh, if I had to have two dark horses on the podium, um, man, it's a hard one. But I you, you got to throw Mir in there. It's hard to think that a world champion that he is. Mir was one of my picks. Yep. Is is a guy that is a dark horse. Um, and if we're going just based off of my podium, it, you you got to throw Quattrararo in there. I mean, how do you? Those two guys are the last two world champions, and we're considering them dark horses here. But I just think the dominance of what Ducati has shown at this track in the past. Even though Yamaha won twice last year, there were Ducatis up there that just couldn't quite close the deal. And I think that that, that manufacturer came on so strong at the end of 21 and Ducati seems to have picked up. The question is, Greg, can the other bikes get down the straightaways with, with the Ducatis, at least get close enough to them now? Cause we've just seen that Ducati over and over. Last year, the Yamaha was one of those things where it seemed like the Ducati's tires went off a little bit later in this race and both Yamahas got to the front and were able to get down that straightaway one lap without getting messed with, and they could get away. What'll It'll be interesting to see if that's the case, because you gotta remember, now the Yamahas have, what, four more Ducatis to contend with down the straightaways, besides the other four <laughs> they were racing prior? Or oh, six? Oh my god, yeah. So, you know, you got eight of those things now.
0: Plus, the Hondas are faster, and I'm gonna add one more name to it, okay? Yep. I think Alacia Spargaro had a really good test, yep. and I think if they can keep a tire underneath him, he could be there to contend for the podium as well. And the other rider I'm going to throw in there, just just for honorable mention, is going to be Polo He's You know, this new Honda seems to suit him. He seems to like it. It's, it's a little bit better on the front end. You don't have to take as much risk.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's so Alicia funny. and Polo you- to me are two of those guys, though, that until I see it kind of happen, I'm waiting. Alaysha's been a great tester. Vinales has been a great tester. Um I mean, I, the, some of the questions you can ask yourself: Does Aprilia win a race this year? Be it'd be fun to lay odds in some of this stuff, just to see, you know, kind if of what the thought a gambler, is. If you were a gambler, if you were uh, a yeah. no, nobody here is. But the thing is, is even the Suzuki. I think the Suzuki wins races this year. It's 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 incredible to me how they can with just two riders, um, and and a test rider. And you think of the resources that they have, and you think about how much Ducati puts into this, and how much <laughs> Yamaha puts into this. I know Suzuki's spending money, but the thing is, is that is is what they have done with just those two guys and Gintelli testing. We've talked about that before. Does Suzuki win a race? Does who wins a race first, Greg? Does Aprilia win a race this year? or Does Suzuki win a race first? You got to go with Suzuki, wouldn't you?
0: I'd go to Suzuki because yeah. the bike has of traditionally the been. Too. Yeah, traditionally,
1: the bike's been better at the end of the race. Do you think that Renz could put together a championship thing if he could just stay on two wheels during these races? I think that he can be consistent enough to get in the top five if he can just finish. I have my doubts. Yeah. I
0: have my doubts, only because... MotoGP, especially with how many races we have now? 22 this year? Just a like that. bunch. Yeah. I mean, you right? got to stay like, healthy. It's just, it's. You got to stay healthy, number one. Number two, there's so many opportunities for bikes not to work. You know, yeah. it's the old ah, oh, that's a Yamaha track, it's a Suzuki and Yamaha track. The, the biggest question I have at Yamaha is what's the Aero package going to come out with? What are they going to do to try to get that bike maybe a little bit less downforce and which was going to allow the motor to move because everything's frozen. Motors are done. They're frozen there. Yeah. After the last test, they, they submitted everything and that was it. So whatever they have, they have. And that's my biggest concern is I just don't know if Yamaha is going to have the sprint out of the gate that they had last year. That really allowed Quadraro to carry that momentum and those points to the end of the season and win that championship. And I think that's probably why a lot of people aren't that hyped on, on Quadraro. It's not him. The right, dude can right. ride. No, of course, Morbidelli not. can ride. There's no doubt about it. But what the heck's the Yamaha doing in testing it it, it? it didn't seem like it had anything. Now, with that said, they showed up and kind of shocked everybody, you know, at Qatar and, and won a couple of races of the four races or whatever they had, or two races they had. But it's I don't know. It's so hard. And here's the thing: when you look at fantasy, Jason, yeah, it's like I haven't I, even looked I, at I it wanna, yet. <laughs> now I want us to do a league that that. You cannot
1: pick Ducati as a, as a, as a constructor. Dude, it's so a, funny. I was thinking the same thing. Dude, it's so weird how you do that. But yeah, I was, I was like, how great would it be if you could do it without them? I mean, everybody's going to have Ducati, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah, I mean, going to have, how do you well, not? Well, no, yeah. you
0: know what? Actually, when we talk about it here in a minute, we'll get into more detail about the fantasy thing Yeah. And tell people how it works because I've already tried to pick my teams. So I have to tip a cap to them because the way that they balanced it in terms of how much budget you have and how much things yeah. cost. It's not necessarily going to be like that. It really kind of depends on on how you're weighting that that whole situation. But we'll talk more about it. But All right. I'm excited, Jason, about guitar. Yeah. Okay, we'll one
1: more one more thing for you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got Marini. Got Fernandez. That's, I was got, getting ready to say. Got yeah. Darren Binder. You've mm-hmm. got um, Qua, uh, Fabio De Antonio. You got Bezecchi, and you got Remy Gardner. You got six rookies. Who comes out on top five of that rookies. by the end of the year? Isn't five there five six? Rookies. I, did I five. mention?
0: Oh, there is just five. Binder's not a rookie. Binder was there.
1: No, last Darren time. Darren Binder. Oh, Darren
0: Binder. Yeah. So you have Binder one. You have For Raul uh, Fernandez. Remy Garner, Raul Fernandez, DG Antonio, and you have Bedzecki. Um, um, Bedzecki. There you go.
1: Yeah. But I thought I counted six. Remy? Well, you're an idiot. Bedzecki. That's why you lose at gambling. DG Antonio, uh, Raul Fernandez. Darren Bender? Was there just five? I guess there's. Hey, mm-hmm. what about Luca Marini? Oh, he was there last year, wasn't he?
0: He was there last year, yeah. Remember, he was on like yeah, a pretty older right. bike and yep. all yep. that stuff. And now they so, have yeah. the. So who you got? Somebody puked on their motorcycles. I mean, I hate to say it. Their livery looks like ass. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. They're pretty who, bad. But who you, who, who you got? Who you got? For the championship? For, no, no. For the rookie of the year. Oh, the rookie of the year. Rookie of the yeah. year. Rook- Holy shnikes. I mean. Oh, my God. That's such a tough decision because talent-wise, Raul Fernandez, forget it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the KTM, is it ready? Is the KTM ready to do it all? So I hate to say it, but Darren Benders or DG Antonio, you know, they're they're probably towards the end of the list. So it's between Raul Fernandez and... Ben Zeki.
1: We're between Raul Fernandez, Gardner, and Bedzecki now. If you just at 86 the other two. So it's a hard one, right. right? I'm going to go with Bedzecki only because it's a Ducati.
0: But I think we're going to see those three put yeah, on quite I a show for us this year. I got I to say, DG Antonio I, I, yeah. proves
1: me wrong, too. But yeah. I just be don't interesting. know about the Atlanta. Who wins the championship at the end of the year, G Dub? Come on, let's lay it on the line right now. Pecco. I think
0: Peko Bagnaia wins it all. Yeah. He's got a swagger about him. Ducati resources behind him. I just think if if Ducati, who can get lost in their technical stuff and kind of fall out of it for two or three races, we've seen him do it in years past, if they can keep their wits about him and make subtle changes to the bike and not make anything wholesale, it's going gonna, it's gonna to throw Bagnaia back into one race where he's 12th or something crazy like that. I just think he's got the consistency. I think it's hard to rule out Mark Marquez. But the one thing I do want to say is that's a clean sheet of paper, you know, Honda. They have tested twice. and I'm sure they've tested more at their test tracks. But you have 20-something races on the calendar this year. They are going to go to a couple of tracks, and they're going to be scratching their heads. And MotoGP is so competitive. If you miss a practice session and you're off the mark— you're really going to be struggling the rest of the weekend. But if there's anyone who can pull it out, it's Mark. I just am not convinced that Mark is convinced that he's invincible anymore.
1: Yeah. I got to agree with you. And I think the other thing that really comes into the fray is qualifying. I think that we've seen be- Bagnaya being able to qualify up front all the time. And I think that I still, I'm with you. These are the two guys. Uh, it's going to be between Bagnaya and Marquez, I feel. I think there's some guys that will throw their names in the hat that will be there early in the season that we'll see. if they. uh, But 22 races is a lot of season, and there's a lot of racing to do in that. Um, Marquez has proven that he can win time and time and time again, and I think he's in a different place now mentally in the sense that he probably realizes he he can't win every race by the lengths and the margins that he had done in the past. I think his health is going to be a big issue. Uh, We'll see how healthy he is uh, pretty much off the bat. My biggest fear is that if these Ducatis work together at some of these tracks, where drafting is going to be so key, that you could see Marquez and some of these other guys qualifying second, third, fourth rows, uh, depending on kind of kind of how the Ducatis work themselves together uh, at some of the places. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season, I think. Uh, if you want, to, I think wild card. What about wild card for you? Who's a wild card championship guy? mirror yeah i believe it or not i i was gonna go Rins. i think that and i don't know why he has this enamor about him where i just believe in Rins so much um even though he's let me down so many times i love how he rides a motorcycle and i think if somebody could sit down with him and go listen we've got to stop making these these mistakes where we get up into second place and we we're pushing so hard that we're overriding. We got to let some of the race come to us a little bit, you know? Like, there's so yeah, many the times other thing where too, is, Jay, did, Rin- did you see yeah. the news
0: that they hired Livio Supo is back? I did, He's back I in did. the paddock, and he's going to be team yeah. manager, too, and that could be part of the team manager role. If, if Supo and, and Rins get along really well, and he can kind of whisper to Rins some things that are going to help him out, then you're absolutely right. I mean, if it's just that little component that he can get right... I agree. I mean, he's got the speed for it. The bike we have good.
1: these we have these kind of veterans that you look at that have won a bunch of races. Marquez and Quateraro, you know, specifically that I think about right off the bat because we've lost so many guys. You've got this big rookie contingent. You've got these guys that are on the cusp of winning um, that haven't. You know, look look at Zarco. Uh, Jorge Martin has won, but I can see Jorge Martin going on a run if the kid's healthy. He's not scared. Um, he is another dark horse in this thing for me. If you had to be rinsing him, because if Martin could put the season together in a sense, I think he's got the package to win on. But you've got to stay consistent. Twenty-two races. It's it's so different. Twenty-one. Have, sorry, I just want to correct 21. that. That's my bad. The, I just double checked. Yeah, twenty-one. That's fine. There's there's so many series in the world that are thirteen deep. You know, like our series, we have we have what twenty-two races. Superbike. Twenty races. races. Twenty races. Twenty. So, but these Ah. guys, 22 all over the world, longer races at that. And it's like, yeah. And, and so competitive. I mean, any weekend you could be, you know, first and you could be eighth the following. So I just think it's going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited about it. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you hit on something. I think
0: qualifying is going to be more important this year than we've seen in years past because there's so many fast bikes out there. So many fast riders, a right. good qualifying spot if you get a bad launch at it and that's we we know how important it is because of the amount of money being spent on launch devices and squatting the bikes and doing all this kind of stuff that it, it's really important. I mean, I don't think it's as important as it is say in supercross, you know. That's right. that's a little overboard, but and look, on the Moto2 Moto3 side of things, yeah, it's going to go there I'm, too, yeah. I, I, you know, in terms of the Americans, I, I kind of want to take a wait and see attitude. You know, obviously Joe Roberts, I think, put it on pole here in Doha. He knows how to get around the racetrack. He's, he's potential, but I'm looking at the Moto three world championship who's now in Moto two. And I think that just from testing alone, you got to look at it and say, mm, there's a possibility that Pedro Acosta is going to be one of the favorites to this championship right out of the box. But, but Aaron Canet's made a step, you know, has yeah. made a step, although it hasn't shown in testing because of some misfortune and stuff. So, I, you know, Moto Two to me is kind of up in the air at this point. I just don't know. And then,
1: man, Greg, I'm with you. Like, but I, I you know, how do you go against? How do you go against Acosta right now? I'd love to see all three of our guys. Obviously, SDK is over there now. Um, it seems to me even like Sam blows is another guy that kind of breaks our heart every year. That I'd love to see Sam do well. He's. Uh, I thought it was good that he sat out a couple of the tests to let his body rest a little bit. And let's be fair, there's only probably so much testing you can do. These guys, have they're ready to go. Up to three weeks ago, Sam was like, let's go. I'm ready for Doha now. Um, but he's going to have to find that consistency, isn't he? I mean, he's going to have to be there. There's a couple of these guys that are kind of veterans of the class that are going to have to be there to pick up the pieces of when Acosta doesn't do well. I think Acosta, I think this will be an easier championship for him to win than Moto2 or Moto3. Moto3 is so cutthroat and so difficult. I feel that Moto 2, and I mean that as no disrespect, I'm saying that Moto 2, these bikes with the different chassis and blah blah, it gives these guys more of an opportunity to get away. That you're going to see more guys be able to break away, as we've seen in the past, than we do for Moto 3. I think Moto 3 is the hardest championship in the world to win. Oof. And I, 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 yeah. you know it's what mean? I mean. Again, I know Moto 2 is hard. I know Moto GP is hard. I just think that. With the amount of people and the things that you have in Moto3, it makes it very difficult. So, And I think that if Cam and Joe can just... Man, they just got to be there more consistently weekend and week out. They got to get in that top eight, seven riders weekend and week out to have a shot. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be fun watching it this weekend. But
0: look, everybody, we're back at it with the uh, Grace Garage with Jason Pridmore uh, Fantasy League and Jay... Like, I just started this, what, two days ago? We already have uh, 98 people that are signed up. So here's the deal, folks. Go to MotoGP.com. There's a tab there that says Game Hub. Go to Game Hub, and then make sure you sign up for Fantasy. It's free. Uh, For this, for the Greg's Garage Pod with Coach Jason Pridmore League that we have, which is because of spacing, it's Greg's Garage Pod with Jason Pridmore. Uh, You join that league. Also, in the description of this podcast is a link to the leagues and our special code. There's a code that you give, It like it's like a six digits or seven digits. You plug that in the search engine, boop, it'll pop you right up on the league. You just join it for free. The winner of this league at year's end is gonna win an Arai Corsair X helmet of your choice, your size, your choice. And of course, Arai will work with you to make sure that that is custom fit. Jay, as we know, like uh, we got Kolb, a Johnny Ray replica helmet. And then I think what we did for David was get him like an extra thick, like like a five millimeter thicker pad on the on the forehead or something on the top yeah. of his head, and perfect. I mean, absolutely dream helmet for him. So those things are available through Rye. They're they're very easy to to fit, and we'll work with the to make sure you got a good helmet. So make sure you join us, Jay. Let's talk a little bit about the league, okay? Yes, yeah, so it. you join our league, you're automatically when you sign up, you're in the official league of the world, which has got you know seven thousand eight hundred sixty six as of today. You're in the United States, which is 682. um, And then our league, which is 98. So you're automatically in. You can join as many leagues as you want when you're in there. But really, Jason, it's all about picking a team. All right. Do you want to explain how it works? You want me to explain how it works? Do it. Yeah, do it. I'm all ears. All right. So you have five, basically, slots that you can choose per weekend. You have two gold riders. You have a manufacturer or a constructor. And then you have two silver riders. The way it works is there are points for qualifying and there are points for race finishes that match basically the race finish matches the points they would earn. Your gold riders earn maximum points, your silver riders minimum points. Now here's the deal. You have, I think it's $15 million this year to spend. All right? I'm you looking $15 at $15 million yeah. dollars to spend. All right? Now. So what's interesting is, is that you have Cuadraro who's on top. He's worth 4 million bucks. He wasn't yesterday, by the way. Then you have Peco worth 3.7, Mark Marquez worth 3.5, Juan Mir worth 3.4. So you've got to figure out budget wise, I have a manufacturer. Everybody wants Ducati, Jay. You talked about it. Yep. Yep. But Ducati's gonna cost you four point four million dollars. Yeah, so Jason, do some math real quick. If you go Ducati and you went Fabio quattararo that's eight million. That's mil another gone. four million. That's eight million. And then you add and you add Pecco at 3.7. Yeah, 11.7 11,
1: 11.
0: mil. That means you only have a couple million dollars to spend left
1: for your silver riders, which you can't even you can't even spend that. So you got to be smart about how you spend your money, who you're going to spend your money on, and keep in mind this changes weekend and week out. That's kind of the fun part about this. You can take a rider out. You're allowed one swap per weekend. So let's say for argument's sake, like Greg said. You take a Quattararo, or, or or the first the first time out, you take Quattararo. Well, if you don't want him for the next race, and, and some of this is strategic, you got to kind of look at. I mean, I don't want to make it so complicated where people don't want to do it, but if you're when you get into this, you can start to look at how a rider has done in the the, the following week. So you could keep a rider off your team one week, and then go well. This guy has a history, like a Marquez has a history of doing unreal at Coda. Let's just say. I'm gonna throw him on there for Coda because, you know, of what he has shown. So you gotta balance your budget. It's not as complicated as it sounds, because even a dope like me can do this. And (laughs) and um, You can't you can leave your team for the whole
0: year if you you can leave your team for the whole year. Let it run. People get injured, whatever, whatever. You can swap silver for gold anytime you want, up up until the first till the First qualifier or the second qualifier. There's rules in there. You can go. You can even click on a button, Jay. Yeah, there's a button to autofill your team. Like you can literally yeah. just join us, autofill, and and keep your fingers crossed and never and, and forget see how about they do. it. And just yeah, and, and see how you do. And,
1: and you know, I think that when you start to look at this GW, when you start thinking of manufacturers, the only person I might take are only company i only brand i might take a shot at would be honda because if paul and marquez can do any good and nakagami could do any good alex marquez showed a little bit of promise last year if the bike's fast that you know and that could be the difference you could you could have everybody on ducati but if you're the one person that took honda and they have a good weekend that could shine through to you so it's the top two riders from each one of these manufacturers where the points come from so it's not even though ducati's got eight bikes in it you know, you could have a race where Ducatis finish yeah, fifth it and seventh. Yeah, gives you more of a
0: chance to have riders up front. You know, what I mean, I get all that. That's right. But that's the problem. You're you're blowing 4.4 million of your 15 million that's budget. Correct. Would you rather have an Aprilia, right? Because you're not getting you know as many points. You have two gold riders. Would you rather have an Aprilia in there or a Honda in there, like Jason's saying? And then like like the team that I have right now, which is not the team I'm rolling with, Jason. I've I've maxed out my stuff. 3.7 yeah. million for Bagnaya, 3.4 yeah. million for Mir, 4.4 million for Ducati. That leaves me Luca Marini at 1.8 million and DG Antonio at 1.7 million. Right? No. So so it's yeah. like, well, okay, now what do
1: I do? You know? And you have to have your teams in by uh, right after free practice 3. So free practice 3 before I think it free practice 4 starts is when you actually, you know, you could pick your riders and get them in and and that kind of thing. So uh, it's been a really fun thing to to do and I'm sure we'll get more and more people, you know, signed up as we go. And um yeah, try to get yourself a new helmet and thanks for thanks to Arrive for doing that for us. And uh And oh, by the way, we're we're going to yeah. talk
0: about boosters too. You get a couple boosts where you That's can double. Right. If you boost a Silver Rider, you're you're dumb. You're just dumb, okay? So, I mean, Jason, you <laughs> should boost <laughs> Silver Riders. Thank you. I think that will be the nice. best for you. But that's I can't remember. Nice. I've got to look at the rules again this year and see if they change. You get, what, three boosts maybe for the year? I don't know. The cool thing is is when you go to the league, the league, yeah, you get three boosts for the year. So when you, when you look at the league results, it's going to give you points, your average points, your last MotoGP points, and it tells you who's got what in the boost department. And that's why I ended up finishing second in the league last year, because heading to the last round, the top 10, everybody had exhausted their boosts, and I had one left. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's kind of what got me. You know, that little bit of a kick
1: at the end it got me a boost. <laughs> yeah, got you a boost. Well, and you remember some of like we were saving them till kind of, you know, kind of the end, weren't we? Like, like there was I was, few, I was trying to. Yeah. I was trying to as well. I mean, I feel like I, it, you know, the boost to me is if you start seeing trends, the boost to me is kind of where it's at, isn't it? Like you could kind of go, okay, this guy's starting to rip, so we got to take him and blah blah blah. So, anyway. All right, so the um, link
0: is in the description below. It's it's fantasy.motogp.com. Go to join the leagues and then there's the code, you know, if, if I mean, I don't know how anybody's going to remember it. It's 3X2LNEY5. But it's in the description below. You can also search for Greg's Garage with an apostrophe S. I'm not sure if it comes up or not, but that is our fantasy. Please join us. It's a lot of fun. You can talk to your friends about it. Share it. Everybody's welcome. You know, we always talk about who wins and this and that. Jason and I are also involved in a couple side leagues.
1: couple. I feel we're like gonna... we're getting more and more, which is good. And, and now it's great because you talk so much shit that now all these guys just want to talk shit to us. So it's, I don't th- talk th- shit. About, I, I yeah, was humble do. when I
0: was like that far you, ahead in you humble.
1: There's no harm. But, I
0: mean, we're going to talk about... Let, let, all right, so that's MotoGP. It's coming up this weekend. Listen, there's been a lot of people asking me, Jason, specifically. Yep. I'm sure you, too. Where can we find this stuff? With uh, you know, SN gone, I have not checked to find out if it's going to be on a network television. Or, or, I don't know. The safe thing to do is just buy the package. Buy MotoGP.com. The MotoGP. package is
1: such com. a joke. Like, it's, it's, it's like so 140 good. or... 50, I mean... There's seventy something oh, bucks, maybe. I don't even know what it is. I just, it renews every year You get twenty one races, me, so you get practices,
0: that qualifies, you get the races, you get content, you get all kinds so of stuff. Good. It's just, it's a no brainer in the long run. I mean, yeah, dude, you know, I've spent a hundred dollars on you know Grubhub in one night and belly aching about one seventy nine <laughs> to get an entire year. Anyway, let's move on to Supercross. You're going uh, to use food as an example, huh?
1: You spent that on donuts.
0: Not in one, not in one sitting. Well, no, that's really. I mean, I've eaten a hundred dollars worth great. of donuts and went from Winchells at Chuck Walla that one weekend. What but do that's... you think,
1: Coda? You think are we are we gonna have to wait? Are we gonna get the same hotel where we got to wait for the light to come on at <laughs> Krispy Kreme? Greg and I check into a hotel. Oh my god, at Coda! And the guy is so Different excited because he Different looks rooms. out we the window. We just happen to be at the same hotel. It right, looks out the window and he goes, "JP, lights on." Mike, what are you talking about? The lights on the lights on it Krispy cream that means we got fresh donuts it was and in it's our like parking within walking. lot it's within walking distance from our front door it's the most exercise you've gotten in a long time running back and forth to that place thank god i was on the top floor and just
0: didn't want to take the elevator down and then have to walk Whatever. across the parking lot or else it would have been worse Super cross.
1: they were in arlington this last week it was a triple crowned none of us knew well i say none of us no. knew i didn't know either greg and i'll tell you how i found out about it because i didn't know um and I know you got hurt in the fantasy, which we'll go through in a minute. But Eli Tomac, how about this, Greg? Eli Tomac doesn't win a race, goes three-two-two, but gets the overall over Jason Anderson, who went six-one-one, who literally had the overall sitting in his pocket. But him and Stewart got together in the first one, so that knocked him back. Cooper Webb goes one. Oh, and both oh and
0: Anderson's fault, totally. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: you know what, I, dude, I, I agree. I. There just seems to be a common denominator of the guys that make contact, right? Everybody's and you know me, I love hard racing more than anything. I have no problem with a little contact here and there, but it just seems like we'll get to this in a minute. It just seems like there's a couple of guys that every week are just running into guys. And I just go like, eh. Like, you don't see Tomac running into guys all the time. You don't see Cooper Webb necessarily running into guys all the time. It's like they're still winning. So Webb goes one, four, four, sexton four, three, five. Um and and uh and his weekend back after the you know after his big accident, Greg. Uh Malcolm Stewart again just continues to ring in the top fives. Barsha, Ferrandez, Justin Brayton, McElrath, and Dean Wilson rounded out your top ten. The shocker right now is gotta be rocks and he's just there's something obviously wrong again. Um what do you I mean, like right now Tomac just looks like he's it looks like he's riding. V- he's not the fastest. I think that Anderson's the quickest, and and, but you 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 can't put it on the ground that much, and we just haven't seen Tomac put it on the ground. Um, we saw him make a mistake at the one in Minneapolis where he ran up the back of Frandis who hadn't jumped something, so he had to come from last. But I feel like this is Anderson's championship to lose. He's got the speed. It's just getting that. And he's got the actual the consistency. He's just making these silly little mistakes where he's got to keep picking himself up off the ground. This overall was in his pocket. It, it feels with Jason Anderson to me like he's um
0: like it's uh, like it's Christmas morning. Like he knows he's got speed. He knows he's got a good team. But he's just like antsy, right? Like he's yeah. just he's like forcing the issue. Tomac just seems chill. He's got a good team behind him. He's got a very capable motorcycle, and he's grind. He's just grinding away and. You know, the grinding away is you win the overall after 3 races and you don't even win a race and then you leave with a with a 6 point lead in the championship and you're like, "Yep. Oh, okay. This is what Chad Reed was talking about on our early podcast. This is the part of the season where you've got to stay healthy and you've got to just grind out whatever result you can get. And for Jason Anderson, he gave this race win away. I mean, he yep. gave it away because Couldn't he got anymore. antsy on Malcolm Stewart. Malcolm was fast. Jason wanted to, and they got locked up, and both of them go down, and that's that okay.
1: cost him. Did you see when they went down? There was a piece of racecraft on the weekend that I loved, and it's those two. Those two guys go down. Barsha's leading. Cooper Webb is second. All right. Mm-hmm. So now you got two new leaders, and I don't know if you know. I don't know if you saw it, but. Cooper Webb ends up taking the lead over Barsha, and he knows that Barsha is going to do something. And they went off. They ended up jumping the finish line jump, and Cooper Webb went so tight into this left-hander because there was no way he was going to allow Barsha to go up underneath him. He took this insanely crazy, like, he actually went through the ruts, over the like top of the ruts. over, so we're actually yeah. Crossed over to protect the inside line that much. And it's like, such unbelievable racecraft by Cooper Webb and you know we're getting into that part of the season so we know who everybody's gonna pick in fantasy this next week I think they go to Daytona we know who everybody's gonna pick at Daytona but which is more or less like the outdoor stuff um but you know don't sleep on Cooper Webb this guy he is he just keeps putting he'll just keep chugging along putting races together. Right now, he's fourth in the championship, Greg. And if you look, he's only 30 points back, and he hasn't had that great of a season. And he's come from behind in the past. Right now, you got Tomac and Anderson six points apart. How about Malcolm Stewart putting together a tremendous year? And really, I'm not going to say with a little bit of luck, but if he just had a little bit of luck on his side, Malcolm probably has another 20 or 30 20 points that he could have thrown in that mix. So. He's been riding amazing. It's just making that one little step. I think I I want Stewart to win a race so bad this year. Me too. Um, and he's right there. So, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens at Daytona in the 250 class. I don't know if you watch that, but um <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, again, uh, accidents are kind of the things that that hurt us here, but McAdoo ends up getting the overall going 2-3-1. Over Jeremy Martin and Jet Lawrence. Now Jet Lawrence ends up tenth in the second or the third race. Man, Greg, that third race. If you watch, Jet catches a tough block going off the face of the finish line jump alongside Austin Forkner, and they collide in the air. It's something I'm surprised doesn't see happen more often. But if you see the front wheel of Forkner gets tangled up with the rear wheel of Lawrence going off the face of the jump, I mean, probably thirty feet in the air. Laura, um, fortner comes down and it's been confirmed he did break his collarbone which is what it looked like it's such a shame to be honest because fortner has been riding really well won the first race there um at arlington and he ended up fourth in the second was battling where he was uh when jet hit him jet i've seen some of the stuff that he he he's mad at himself for even letting it happen like he i think he genuinely feels bad i i like the kid i think that you can see some uh You can see how genuine he seems when he's talking about this. And he just feels horrible for Forkner. He takes responsibility for it. He did right on the podium, you know, after the
0: race, because obviously the, where he finished in the overall position, but he's another one that I think is having to learn about this expectation that's put on his shoulders. I mean, everybody gave him the trophy before the season even started. And, you know, he even talked about it in the first race, and he was just like, look, you know, my head's better than it was, but he just seems a little frantic at times. His talent is unquestioned. The guy is the guy is unbelievable. And but it's, yeah, it's the reason you get the ride.
1: You know, it's the reason you get the Honda ride, right? I mean, and by the way, by the way, before that accident happened, the corner before there was this, there was wo- there was a whole set of whoops right before the corner that led into this accident. Did you see how swapped out he was in that? in the whoop section. Oh, I don't yeah, even was, know how he didn't, I don't even know how he didn't crash there. Like he was like such amazing bike handling controls. These guys have, and the bike was sideways through the whoops, which is basically horrendous. And it, thank goodness there wasn't two or three more. Cause I don't think it would have been the same, but they ended just in time for him to gather it back up. He rides around the outside of Forkner clean pass. And it just look, look like a racing incident. I don't think anybody would put it to any more than that. I haven't heard Forkner side of it. Um, but it just it just kicked him off to the side into Fortner's path. It was a shame. So those guys are off to Daytona this week. The more important part, G Dub, is getting into some pulp because our pulp fantasy. Mm. Uh, there's some guys slowly drifting down the order now. Talking to you, Uncle Skip, and <laughs> uh, and Dougie, and and Chuck. Chuck was wasn't Chuck up in the top five at one point? He's 25th now. He's in my gun sights, G Dub. I oh boy. I'm at eighteen twenty. That's not going to be good for Chuck.
0: Chuck's got to he's, he's got to figure it out. He's only
1: twenty seven points ahead of me now. So look, let, let's talk about yeah. let's talk about our and how, selections. Wait, I got to go to like the second page, I think. For you, are you are you third? Oh, page dude, now? it was
0: a, no, no, no. Listen, it's a total disaster, <laughs> okay? Because like two weeks ago, I had all eight in, and in two fifty, three of my riders DNF'd. I mean, there's only twenty two riders. Last week or the week before, whatever, I had nineteen twenty and twenty one. That was like, and then I had two DNFs in in 450. This yeah. week, I don't know it's a triple header. I look at the thing, I'm like eh, top
1: 18. Did you look awesome. at the combined results? Yeah, look at the combined results. Okay, there so was here's the deal. It saved says, me when it says top 18. Yeah, see, I didn't. I, I that was the thing. That's it's when said, I put top it 18, I was and lucky. I was like,
0: what are they doing? And then I saw the LCQ <clears throat> results, and I was like, why the hell do they have an LCQ? I thought that was like something I hadn't seen before, whatever. I mean, I convinced myself, whatever. So my thing was in the 250 class, no, 450 class, I picked a rider who didn't even make it. And that's the thing yeah, about the Pulp such. MX deal. They, You shouldn't even be allowed to. I mean, I literally clicked on the box that says those who qualified, and it Correct. still allowed me to pick someone who wasn't even in the evening program,
1: and I, I get that's on me. Yeah, but, but it's like, they can't, come on, they man. Can't, no, but they can't change all the riders. No, I need them to hold that. my yeah. damn hand. That's what Greg, I need. 90, Greg, you are ninety seventh. So let's just make a pact right now. As bad as I sucked in in what was it? What did I suck last year? And just recently, MotoGP, really
0: you were brutal in MotoGP fantasy last year. You
1: can't talk shit about me anymore, dude. You are ninety seventh.
0: No. Yeah. What about it? Which point? <laughs> the, uh, what about it? you're far
1: away from second page or third page
0: i'm a four away from the third page i know
1: Uh-oh. dude even kevin he's he's 65th he's got to like yeah he's got to get he's got to get back up if you're not on the first page i mean you got to be on the first page don't you yeah
0: in in pulp mx fantasy i have what's called a cranial rectal inversion So I need to pull my head out of my ass.
1: It's in there. Yeah, Derek Keys, thirty seventh. I see Derek up there. I was hoping
0: my colon was going to give me some answers to my woes, but it doesn't. So well, I'm going to just tell
1: you right now that I was back in like fifty first or something. Well, you won
0: your in our in our side pool. I finally won. You finally won one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Got the only one that
0: I've won this year, Jason, was the one where I literally got my picks in with forty four seconds to go. Remember, I was at Lancaster at the tournament and right. all that stuff. And I just went like like one, two, three, four, and I was five, six. I was done. And I won that one. So, I mean, obviously what I need to do is what I said I think I was going to do in this podcast. I just need to set my alarm for three minutes before it closes and then and just then hit just... the panic button. Because thinking about it is just, is killing me. Killing I tell me. tell you?
1: And I don't, and I know you just stink at RM fantasy. I don't even know you, Skip and Chuck, on that deal aren't even dude. You guys are horrendous. I, I, stare, at, at I
0: stare at that thing and I go, not nah, Tomac's gonna win. No, no, Anderson will win. Uh, I, uh. But then yeah. again, again, no one. And as soon as I found out it was a Triple Crown, I was like, well, I would have picked totally different than what I picked because I knew hundred percent Malcolm Stewart was gonna be in the top five when a Triple Crown because the dude's been consistent. Like I knew that was going to yeah. happen.
1: I had a really good Triple Crown. I had all five of the guys right. I had first, second, and fifth correct, and third and fourth I had swapped. No, oh so gosh. if yeah, otherwise I'd have got all five of those. And how about Roxon? was thirteenth overall, or Dude. whatever he was. Like I don't as know what's card. going
0: on with Kenny, but but you said at Daytona, who, who's everybody going to pick at Daytona? Tomac. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick there Tomac at Daytona. Yeah,
1: it's rough and tough. And let's have a side. Let's have a side bet. Well, I know you want Ferrandis because it's probably going to be brutal there, but. But when you start Brandis, looking at dude, is the champ. He's the outdoor champ. It's just an outdoor race. Can, Come on. What can Frandis not do right now? Start. Can't get off qualify. the line. Yeah. Tomac's got the starts right now, yeah, and I think true. Cooper Webb has the starts. It's like you got to look at those guys. But has got to
0: get himself out of trouble, and he's just wearing himself out by doing these LCQs and stuff. I think
1: Chase Sexton will be a good thing. So, anyways, we'll see how it all goes. Man. And uh, but man, we got super. I, Greg, I'm home. For a weekend, which I'm pumped on, so I get to get a little golf in, a little bit of work in. I am I gotta shooting. Go to Mont- I got to I got to leave for Monterey Sunday. I got to be up there Monday at Monterey for a deal I got to do up in oh. Monterey, but I'm coming straight back.
0: All right. Well, I'm shooting for the, the indoor state championship, so I shoot a little bit on Friday, like it's like three or four hours at a time. I know yep. one on Sunday or one on so Friday night saturday midday and then sunday midday and i've got to make sure that i look and make sure that well, like when supercross starts in daytona so hopefully it's yeah. at seven o'clock at night as it usually is that'll give yeah. me enough time saturday to get home from shooting because i shoot a, start shooting at one and i
1: think it's like a three hour
0: three hour yeah. round or something like that but yeah i'm trying to regain my 2019 glory when i won the state championship so
1: work hard Dub. yeah hard. i've been Bring i've already in I already
0: shot this morning and i'm going to go back and shoot this afternoon once i get this podcast edited no, that's good but that's hey everybody good. listen thanks for joining us next week like i said it's going to be MotoGP. gp it's going to be supercross we're going to dive a little bit more into daytona and the races that are going on we're going to talk more about the daytona 200 and the rules and what next generation super sport looks like because this will be the first race for next generation both for moto america and the FIM. so next weekend cool.
1: could be yeah. a long one couldn't it could be yeah. It could be a long one. So I think I, I, I'll be home Monday and then uh we'll have to kill this thing Tuesday and I'm on a plane Wednesday. Me too. Pretty wild, huh? So the season has officially started. Thanks everybody for listening and uh let's get this season started right. Get your picks in. We got a lot of fantasy stuff. Get your picks and see you everyone.